Match week 23 in the books. Man City win the biggest game of the season so far at the Emirates, 3-1, to behind a performance to remember from Kevin De Bruyne, which comes after a 3-0 victory earlier at the weekend uh, against Aston Villa. Elsewhere, United win their rematch against Leeds, and Liverpool win the Merseyside Derby. We'll cover all that was for match week 23. From the downright awful VAR decisions to the even worse refereeing decisions, this is the Premiership Prusa Podcast. Manchester City are still alive here. Balotelli, Aguero! Back, Fuchs. And the ball in behind Damian Vanni! You are an ostrich. Well, your head must be in the sand. Is your head in the sand? Can you, are you flexible enough to get your head in the sand? Now the fans are shouting every week, Louis van Gaal's army! Louis van Gaal's army! Feet after a fabulous start, the game just got away from you there. I have nothing, nothing to say. Nothing to say about the game at all. Is it fair to say that there were bad uh, bad decisions this week that went against multiple clubs? Multiple clubs that are um, highly bestowed on this podcast. Some yeah. London clubs. <clears throat> yeah, I think... Um, Perhaps. I think first and foremost, we got poured one out for our boy Lee Mason getting a sack. <laughs> now you resigned, bro. I've seen the chat. <laughs> Left by mutual consent. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's get right into it. The first one, West Ham versus Chelsea. Oh, man. Chelsea getting off to a great start, just dominating the possession. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to not say that they don't look at least like they're slowly but surely improving under Potter a bit. I was pretty impressed, actually. The first half, I thought, wow, this team, they look legit. Yeah, I mean, they're able to move the ball. It definitely feels like Joao Felix is... Their third best player by far. I'd say Silva one, James two, and then Felix three. Although Enzo Fernandez, he's coming too. for that spot. Yeah, he's he's up there too. Yeah, Chelsea really look good in possession this one, and they finally get their goal. Comes from the two guys we we're just talking about, Joao Felix and Enzo Fernandez. What a beautiful ball! Yeah, from Enzo, a little dime. That's what they've been lacking this year. The dynamism out of midfield in particular the central part of the pitch yeah it's been a lot of get the ball wide under Tuchel and Potter it's like they pretty much have to get wide and they can really only score off crosses yeah and then what it seems then like. you're just crossing it into Kai, Kai Havertz. Havertz yeah and then you're it's all in fate's hands <laughs> it's all in painful hands West Ham respond though building some momentum get some attack going and then it's Emerson, the former Chelsea man with a tap in at the back post. Yeah, Chelsea's showing that they're not the finished product yet. Clearly not. Giving up that goal. Nice ball from Sioux Fall. That flick on perfect from Jared Bowen. And Emerson. You never expected the Emerson revenge game. No, whoever saw it coming. Too much respect doesn't celebrate. Yeah. What a proper Chelsea, as they say. Proper Chelsea. <laughs> Uh, 
but yeah, I thought I thought West Ham had some good chances. Then as it got closer to the end of the half, Chelsea kind of got more back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, Medewike had a chance, um, and then there was a free kick chance that was saved by Fabianski from uh, Joao Felix. That was very nice free kick. Yeah, easily scored that one. Goes in halftime, one one. Second half, definitely a bit of a drop off uh, in attack in this half. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I was surprised. I mean, I thought Chelsea played pretty well in the first half. Second half, it just kind of came out flat mm-hmm. from both sides. Yeah. Um, uh, Mikel Antonio, nearly own goal. Yeah. 57th minute. Uh, Kai Havertz having a chance from a header, putting it wide. It's truly not a game if Kai Havertz doesn't have a chance that he just completely messes up. Mm-hmm. Then 82nd minute, West Ham think they've scored a possible winner from a free kick, which saw Rice's initial attempt saved in the rebound, followed up by Suchek, but Rice was offside. Yeah, that was a close one, too. Very close. And then the big controversy, 89th minute, <laughs> handball shot. Gallagher's shot hits off Suchek's hand, going to ground, not given after a very brief review. I mean, it was like that's, five seconds long. That's the thing that I'll never get about VAR is like, and we talked about it literally last podcast. How are you not just sending to the, the ref to the monitor and be like, hey, just just take a look, just yeah. in case. Right. If it's even somewhat questionable, because half of these, I mean, it's supposed to be clear and definitive, but that's clearly not the rule, as you said last week. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> you, anytime it's questionable, you might as well just be like, oh, i go take a look just in case. Yeah. I mean, that's that's absurd. It, it hit him smack dab. He went out of his way to stop the ball from going on net with his hand. Yeah, I mean... And they ruled it that it was natural because it was breaking his fall. Right. I mean, that's... It, it's, it's a stretch for sure to, to say, oh, that's natural. Because, like, if you say that's natural, like, you could argue that, like, anything is natural. Like, I think Will oh, Hughes handball against Bruno Fernandes. He jumped in the air. A, so yeah, and his arm went his up. His arm went up. That's natural. Yeah, absurd. I mean, (laughs) at this point, you might as well just take out the freaking rule for handballs and everyone can just handle the ball as much as they want. But uh, the only thing that is fitting about this is it is deserved because Chelsea had the Mendy play earlier this year. That's true. Where it went their way. Yeah. So Funny how that works. Yeah. It comes full circle. This one's still more egregious. <laughs> finishes 1-1. I I struggle to hate on Potter too much, even though they can't get wins right now. It, people are still just really, really reminiscing about Tuchel, as if he didn't lose to Leeds and Jesse Marsh 3-0 earlier in the year. Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of bad performances under Tuchel. Yeah, I don't know. People have this fascination with them. I, yeah. It's very strange. Uh, and then as far as Chelsea midweek, I mean, they easily should have won their game probably like 3-0. Instead, they lose 1-0. But what are you going to do? Ch- Chelsea, bad luck. Maybe Grand Powers is bad luck, Brian. Yeah, well, they said that his job is safe, which means he's it's not getting safe. sacked. Yeah, <laughs> it's not safe whatsoever. Uh, Todd Bowley thinks he can pull the American uh, sports owner kind of sheet over our eyes. We see that all the time in American sports. They come out and they, no, no, it's, no, we, yeah, he's our guy. Right. 
there's there's signs of life, but I just can't see a world where Grandpa gets that much time. No, it's if they can't even finish in like, I would say like seventh by the end of the year or sixth. I I think he he, yeah. he might get sacked, but uh, all I'll say for Chelsea before we move on. No Mount and or Havertz, and they're scoring goals? Who would have thought? It's almost like those guys are the problem this year. No, no. What do I know? What do I know? Great players. Moving on, another London derby that had uh, a lot of controversy with the refereeing decisions. We got Arsenal and Brentford. Um. You know, Arsenal kind of really put it on them early. Mm-hmm. Brentford kind of pinned in, and then Brentford, as the half went along, kind of really worked their chances. But that first one, Saka barreling forward uh, during a chance that went right at Raya, kind of looked like he got tripped up or stumbled a bit. Good chance that, you wouldn't say wasted, but you've seen Saka do better with before. Yeah, and one of those where he stays on his feet, maybe to his fault. Yeah, it's the the nobility that's the downfall of them. Yeah, you got to go down. Dive. 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 What are you doing? Yeah, that's a, you know who dives in that situation? Harry Kane. He gets the call. Absolutely. Or anyone on City. <laughs> yeah, Arsenal, a lot of possession in this one, almost 70%. But the attack just hasn't been flowing as as it had been mm-hmm. earlier this season i mean Saka still looks great yeah i feel like odegaard has been a, a little less great all and i think jaka definitely has dropped off has a bit. dropped off i you know what the thing is and it's not like and a lot of people won't notice it because he didn't have amazing numbers uh but the jesus effect right now yeah you're really feeling it 100%. Not because he'd necessarily be scoring goals, but I think he would just provide the juice to the attack that they haven't had for a little bit. Yeah, not only does he provide that, I think he kind of unlocks other players. Yeah, but he, I would say he provides the juice to the attack. Well, 100% juice. He's the juice. The juice is loose. He's he's OJ. He's the juice. I think Martinelli... Jesus juice? Jesus juice, yeah. <laughs> That's his shirt now. I think Martinelli... There's been a drop off in his stats since Jesus has been out. Yeah. Um I feel like when he's getting on the ball a lot, it's really more progressive runs bringing it into the attacking end and a lot of times it's him or maybe one other guy with him at times. Mm-hmm. And then it gets to the point where it's like, well, there's three defenders in me, so I'm just going to have to stop and then we're going to have to work and set it up. Yeah. It's not like he's getting in a spot where there's like four Arsenal attackers, four defenders, and the ball makes its way to him and he's shooting. Mm-hmm. He's just not really, and not really his fault, but he's not getting in those situations necessarily, I feel like. Yeah. But, you know, what do I know? Uh, but Brentford, as we said, worked their way back in to this. Ivan Tony hits the bar on virtually an empty net. Uh, that, that was a big let off. Yeah, you would back him to finish that it wasn't mm-hmm. very easy because it's closer to the edge of the box but and the ball was he kind of had to walk into it but yeah. still Ivan Tony man in form uh yeah I thought Brentford the the real key in this game was they were working Arsenal in the midfield 100 percent they they were 
sat back, well organized, and they just knew the the proper game plan to frustrate Arsenal, and then to be able to hit on the counter. They had the best chances in the first half, despite barely having any of the ball. Yeah, you know, I'm surprised that. You know, there's a couple guys on Brentford that are just really built to, like, stymie uh, teams like Arsenal and Man City and stuff. Norgard is, like, the first guy that comes to mind. Just, like, a classic ball-winning guy, kind of tough as nails, kind of just not afraid to back down, won't take shit. Mm -hmm. It's guys like that. Brentford's filled with a bunch of them, but it's guys like that you'd think that, you know, bigger clubs would get those guys as more like rotational pieces <clears throat> Liver, liverpool <laughs> liverpool depth no i haven't heard of her no um so it goes into halftime nil nil second half brentford creating the chances but the finishing really was not there early on mm-hmm. and then arsenal they make it happen Leo Trossard, Super Leo. Super Leo Trossard, Chelsea's own Leo Trossard. <laughs> Chelsea's rumored own. Yeah, gets his first goal in the Arsenal colors. Saka providing the assist. You're thinking, mm-hmm. okay, not They're too bad. bad. Yeah. But, you know, Brentford, always dangerous. Yep. Always dangerous. 74th minute, they get the goal. Ivan Tony. And that's when the controversy strikes. Was it offside they're reviewing? Yes. It was. Why, yes, it was. But Lee Mason. Thank you for asking. Forgot to draw the line. <laughs> How do you forget to draw the line, you ask? I have no idea. When it's that's one like of your, your two job. job. Yeah, it's one of your two jobs. Yeah, and Arsenal, right before that, they had a, almost a counterattack goal. They had a second, but they don't. Brentford goes down. They get the bounce via the referee decision. Um, just not not going Arsenal's way. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a couple chances at the end. Arsenal had a free kick chance at the end, but Raya was able to claim it. It's, you know, and I know we were talking about how good Eddie and Ketia had been looking. He dropped off a bit. You didn't notice in this game as mm-hmm. much. The City game, he had a few more chances that you would have backed him to score at least once. But Yeah, for sure. Uh, so finishes one all. Arsenal hard done once again. Anytime they drop points, it feels like it's because the ref is screwing them over. That, but what are you going to do? That do be how it goes sometimes. Yeah. Where's Jose Mourinho when you need him? <laughs> Fake There's result. a conspiracy against Arsenal. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to another controversial. Oh, okay. man. Oh, man. Crystal Palace. We talk about... Uh, yeah, let's just get into it. Um... Game starts off, you know, Palace were winning the ball high, and then just like after about like five minutes, that just went away. They're just like, yeah, let's not, let's actually just sit back and do nothing. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, why? I like when you're kind of going for it a bit. And then we have McAllister, who just, I I don't know what that was. I, did do you think that was a red? Um. I forget who the challenge was on. It was like the sixth minute, seventh minute, but he literally just went like studs up right on the guy's shin. And the announcer was like, Yeah, that's why they give you shin pads. It's like his whole cleat was going up the guy's like Yeah, right. Tibia. I, I think that might have to be a red. No one I saw a couple of things on Twitter about it where people were saying it should have been a red, but mm-hmm. I I as soon as it happened, I was like, Oh my god. Very well could have been. Um 
Speaking of McAllister, he was popping up everywhere this game in terms of chances. He had the first good chance. Yeah. First chance, 11th minute, then another chance, 18th minute. Some nice team play from Brighton. Uh, Matoma with a good chance. A little one-two with Solly March tries to pick up far corner, but denied. Guaita. Guaita's been kind of hot lately. What <laughs> the heck's going on? He's keeping Palace in the game. He's like, Palace, Palace, keep giving me one-year deals over and over. Palace, their attack has just been oof. dire. Dire. Absolutely dire. Um, Yeah, I mean, Brian just looked the better side in the middle. Um, And, I mean, in the attack in the first 20 minutes was really all them. Their passing this game was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, 32nd minute. Brighton score through a stooping on after some nice link-up play from Gross, but ruled offside. Mm-hmm. You know why it was ruled offside? Because they drew it from the wrong defender. <laughs> How do you do that? I'm not sure. Uh, that's great. Um, yeah, I mean, it is honestly a really, really nice move. Um put together and a stupinon with like a chipped curler looking weird shot that he's got stupinon just he's got the sauce he's got barely the sauce. <laughs> hitting him um yeah first big chance for palace though uh kind of came after that uh yeah a little lackadaisical playing on yeah, the a little back turnover um attacking third and then mateta goes for a shot which was sure goal but blocked by veltman and then virtually a similar sequence and it's blocked by webster yeah, Bald Mateta has not had the powers. Yeah, he thought he could channel Lukaku. <laughs> he needs to gain some weight, then he can be Lukaku. He is, in fact, a bald fraud. <laughs> Goes into halftime, nil, nil. Second half, Brighton finally get the opening goal. 63rd minute. Uh, March pops up at the back post to tap in a ball from a stooping end, the man with the sauce. Solly March. Solly March, everyone. Solly March, everyone. <laughs> Solly March, yeah. <laughs> Having a great season. Uh, and then 69 minutes in, Bobby you know, Sanchez. You want to know what I, I had written down for this? this? No, I had written down for this. I had yes. Bo- Bobby Sanchez moment, 1-1. One, one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, this was... He's, good, he's so good for it. You've heard of vintage Harvey Barnes. This was vintage, vintage Bobby. Bobby Sanchez. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that should be now nah, that's a shirt right there vintage yeah. vintage bobby sanchez and it just has like two gloves and a ball slipping out of them or something yeah somehow you get like a gif on a t-shirt and it's just like the ball going through the hands yeah just repeatedly get a led screen or something yes that's that's the way to do it it's like hands and then the ball going through the hands yeah and the hands <laughs> and the ball going through the hands <laughs> oh and michael tompkins the unexpected James goals. Tompkins? J- James Tompkins. <laughs> James Tompkins. James we forgot Tompkins. old Jim Tompkins. He <laughs> seems like a guy who shouldn't be in the league anymore. I'll say he that. He looks like a Michael to me. He, well, gosh, he's been, when, when was his first year in the Premier League? Like 2012 with West Ham? A long time ago. Yeah. He's, he's been on the outside of the team for like ever. five years now. Yeah. It'd be like if Milivojevic just scored in this game. He'd be like, what? Yeah. He's on the team? So anyways, classic Bobby Sanchez there. Bre- uh, Brighton pushing for the winner 
unable to get it. They had a chance for McAllister again, and then another chance even, for McAllister. Yeah, even I, th- I think even Palace had chances at the end, but it was really none of the chances were better than McAllister chances yeah. uh, at the end of the game, to say the least. So it finishes 1-1. Uh, a very strange game in terms of with the refing decisions. Yeah. Bright and looking good, and then it's just kind of fading, but it's not because Palace were playing any better. It just looked like they weren't playing as well. I don't know. Yeah, I thought this was a game that Brighton should have won regardless of the refereeing decision. That's how I felt, but like, they just didn't play yeah, they as well as they had. They shouldn't have let it come to that. True. You know, they should have, should have taken let, care of business. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Fulham. Forest. Fulham. We cleaned up well on this on this bet this week. Yeah, we had some good predictions. Yeah, we cleaned up well. Um. Yeah, Forrest having to make early subs for injuries <laughs> that was pretty tough. The double center backs that coming was, off. Yeah, that was pretty rough. Forrest moment. That's, good thing you signed nine million players, and none, none of them, them are center, center backs, backs. Minus Willie Bully, yeah. poop Willie Bully. Um. Yeah, Fulham able to hold possession, but the, I felt like they weren't all that particularly sharp with it in this one. It felt like a kind of a few passing arounds, and it's like we'll cross it for Mitrovic, and it was always like hung up there too long or something, and it's like, eh. Mm-hmm. I felt like they could have been working it better. Um, we have a scramble off a free kick, and the ball bounces to Willian, who just just rips slash curls it. I don't even know what that was. This guy's insane. It makes no <laughs> sense. I mean, the dangle show he put on, and then the shot. What? I feel bad for Arsenal that he he yeah, gets to go for Chelsea and Fulham, but not not Arsenal. It's because he had a gut at Arsenal. Yeah. If he true. doesn't have a gut, he's good to go. Um, Forrest kind of get in the game after that. Chris Wood was almost on the end of a counterattack chance kind of tap in but just out of reach mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on uh chris wood he played like three games and that's enough for him to be a permanent transfer to forest did you see that yeah i saw someone explain that it's just so that they can put the the transfer fee into like the next transfer window you know Amazing. just some creative accounting Gosh. like mr Bowley loves no Bowley's much better much more respectable nine-year contracts <laughs> rather than loaning Chris Wood. But I will say, in the three games I've watched Chris Wood, he's done nothing. Yeah. So Who would have guessed that? Who would have guessed it? I'm not sure he's... Yeah, he's probably championship tier still. He could be down there. People were comparing him to Danny Ings, and I was like... When was this? A couple years back? No, like, currently. No Because they way. were saying that teams are spending money on these guys that aren't any good and it's and like sam's like hold completely up completely hold different. up danny ings can still score yeah. and pass and facilitate he can do stuff he just gets hurt a bunch yeah chris wood's just shit yes oh my god yes exactly but we do like hey this is no hate on chris wood we like chris wood for the fact that he made fun of kurt by uh, kurt zuma by meowing at him last year that's true that Respect. is hilarious all-time great moments all-time great kiwi uh chris wood yeah he's He's definitely up there in the Premier League Kiwi <laughs> Hall of Fame. Uh, Don't think I could name another one. Big Navas save on Mitrovic. It's still amazing that Kaylor Navas is on Nottingham Forest for no reason. Goaded. And then my call. It almost happened. I called the Bobby D. Cordova-Reed game, Ooh. and he hits one right off the bar. 
from distance, from way downtown. Yeah. He almost said splash. <laughs> I cringed as I said that. Hey, that was a banger. <laughs> uh, Pereira had a shot go just wide and then went in halftime. One nil. Second half, Willian almost goes for the double sauce. Yeah. A little cut inside from yeah, the left. Taking a, a shot off the post. Curler off the post. Uh, not much changed in the second half for Forrest in terms of just like sitting back, and they just had like no counterattack. It looked like early season Forrest where it's like Brendan Johnson's just running, mm-hmm. and it's like no one's around him, and you're like, oh, all right. Yeah, it's like two okay. on one. Yeah. Two defenders on him. It's not not ideal. Um, Pereira free kick chance off the bar. This game really could have been like six nil. I'll be honest. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I have a note in here that like the sixty fifth minute, I was like, Forrest have no chance of even drawing this game. <laughs> is a note I had. Yeah, Just, very bad. Yeah, it was brutal. They had a couple chances. Sixty second minute, Brendan Johnson catching a volley cleanly from a free kick but it goes over yeah and then burn Lano coming up with a big save on aurier's close range center very nice save yeah it's got to be said but fulham get a second goal 87th minute forest vulnerable at the back who could have guessed it and solomon find solomon first goal scores his first goal to secure all three points for fulham another good win for fulham could have been more but hey clean sheet yeah Forest away are terrible. Yeah. They look like Liverpool away. At least, you know, Forest, they have uh, the home form is good enough to where they can hold on to that. And they're like, well, we can stay up if we yeah. just kind of keep plugging in uh, results. Yeah. You know, at home. But who knows? We've also seen them blow a 2 0 lead at home to Bournemouth. <laughs> so <laughs> that is true. On to the next game. Another game that we called. Not yeah. the score, but the result. Yeah. Leicester versus Tottenham. We had good feelings about Leicester. I've had good feelings. I couldn't believe about it when Leicester. Tottenham scored first. I was very surprised. I was like, wow, me and Sam are just gonna whiff on this one, I guess. And then it's like, well, Tottenham's defense. Tottenham's <laughs> defense moment. First half Tottenham has now turned into they score, but they still end up <laughs> either being tied or losing by the end of the half. Yeah, let's get into it. Betancourt, early chance. I think he s- sailed it, if I remember. It was uh, from the edge of the box. Nice worked uh, passing sequence, but doesn't work out for him. And then James Madison had a little free kick chance, but could have been better. I'm always a fan of just taking the free kick. I get it might be too close to get it up and down. I'd yeah. rather have you try and drill it under the wall or through the wall or something. Never. The works. whole, like, lay it off. To the side and try and curl it. Yeah. Do you remember anyone other than like the Tony Cruz Royce one at the 2018 World Cup where that works? I feel like that like never works. Yeah, seems like it rarely does. Yeah. But you got Christensen. Christensen, man, coming up clutch. <laughs> Somewhat <laughs> clearance off the line. <laughs> yeah, he clears it off the line in like the most improbable way, like off his thigh. And hits it straight in the air and it popped over. Yeah. And then like, the next time happen? he couldn't sort his feet and he passed it right to uh Betancourt. Betancourt. Hey. And then, welcome to the Leicester experience, brother. You know what? 
I I had this in my notes. I had Christensen says in all caps, we are not OGFC, but Tot score off the next <laughs> corner as he scuffs it to Betancourt. <laughs> They've improved. They're not yeah. scoring the goals directly themselves. Yes. They're just walking it in virtually and handing it to the other team. Yeah, that was a bit of a mess. But Lester got the equalizer less than 10 minutes later, and this time Betancourt uh, clearing the initial corner, but only as far as Mendy, who just hits a pile driver. He's another one of those guys. It's the week of random guys scoring. We got James Tompkins. We got Mendy. It's like, wait, this guy is still playing? Yeah, this this guy, who apparently has made over 100 appearances for Leicester. Do you really How's count that possible? FA Cup and if you're watching the Europa League when they're in it or the Europa Conference League, it's like, okay. Yeah. Doesn't float my boat, but okay. It it makes no sense. And then two minutes later, Lester take the lead. Oh my God, Tottenham! Just, Vood, just turning the ball over. Boot <laughs> Foss with an incredible tackle to win the ball up and spring the attack to Ianacho, who's the new number nine. Yeah, as I called it last episode, rolls across to James Madison, who slots it. Eric Dyer just caught in. I don't know. Ian shows the striker version of Madison. You just need to get him confidence, then he gets rolling, and you're like, oh, man. Yeah. It's he, unstoppable. He is such a confidence player, and it's like 100 or zero. Yes. Uh, Ian Nacho had another chance Rip right Fraff. after um, making a nice run. Oh, that one, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lester with the majority of the possession, Tottenham. pressing well. Tottenham just looked silly poor in this game. Yeah, Tottenham looked awful. Without Romero, their defense is awful. Yeah. I mean, they're playing freaking Tanganga out here. <laughs> this guy, this guy's a championship player. I don't know I what to say. They're, uh, they're play- he might be what like, was their defense? It was. He might be worse than that. Dyer, Tanganga, Davis. And Pedro then, Poro. He looked amazing. Pedro Not- Poro, welcome to the Premier League. <laughs> You know Pedro Poro translates uh, to an English? Uh, Pedro Bad. Pedro Bad. Pedro yep. Bad. He's, Pedro Poor. <laughs> he's he's walking in the footsteps of Emerson Royale, which is... Who it got hot, and now he's... Know, where is he at? Nowhere. Yep. Nowhere. Just before halftime, Lester had a third goal. Harry Sutar with a nice long ball up. Yeah. I like this guy. The big lad. Up to Hianacho, cuts inside, creates space, finds a shot, and picks the bottom corner. Just some... There's something about Leicester when they have that going. They're actually enjoyable. Yeah, they have that going. They're scoring goals. That song rips. I can get behind Leicester then. I'm all on board. When they look like trash without James Madison, it's like, I don't want to ever see you again. Yeah, they they do look a different team. Goes into halftime, 3-1. Second half, not a whole lot of action. I mean, Tottenham just kind of gave up. It felt like. Yeah, and the Betan core injury, tough. Betancourt I mean, we're, we're not big Betan core guys, uh, but clearly he's, I would say, their best midfielder without a yeah. doubt. Um, yeah, 100%. Really tough to see him go down. It can be out. Like six months or so, maybe more. Six to nine months, probably, realistically. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge loss. He carries a lot of weight in that midfield. Yeah. Um, especially considering, like, who the next man up 
in that position is. I mean, it just. What do you do? You push Hoiberg forward, and then you got Ollie Skip. Come on down, Ollie Skip. Welcome back. Welcome back to the team. Uh, he and Acho had a header go wide, and then 70th minute, Leicester cap off for four goals, taking advantage of the poor well, wingback the, play. They had the disallowed one. They had a disallowed goal. Yeah. I didn't make my notes, but hey. Harvey Barnes disallowed, and then they, uh, Harvey, vintage Harvey Barnes comes out, and it's a Harvey party. Yes, vintage Harvey Barnes for the 4-1, and that's how it ends. Leicester, wow. Laying the smack it down. What a great result. These are the results that stick in my brain when Leicester are struggling. I'm like, I know they can do that. I don't know if they can. It's just James Madison. <laughs> but I don't know. Now Ianacho's got it going, so maybe yeah. they could do it without Madison. If, if Ianacho can do it. To an extent. To an extent. It definitely helps. Yes. Um, as far as Tottenham go, we have Conte not there. Yes. Because of his health issues. We have Kane forever potentially rumored to leave because <laughs> I want to see him go to Bayern to, because yeah, that the most a, random transfer ever. Yeah. FIFA transfer. If there ever was one hundred percent son is just washed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. Now you have Ben Tancor out like six months. I Romero's out here getting red cards. Well, that, that's going to happen regardless. Rain, sun, or shine, Romero's getting a red. Every fullback to buy just ends up being terrible. Yeah, it's not even like they're good at defense or attack. and There's just like they're good at nothing. It's yeah. like, how does that happen? Who's scouting your wingbacks? So Tottenham in question. fifth, would you say they finish the year higher, lower, or fifth? Lower. Lower? Where yeah, would you I'd, bet them to finish? I'd have to look at the table, but... Right I, right here, who's below him? I'm not going to make you look it up. Brighton, I'm with two games player. in hand, uh, and they're four points behind. Yeah. Fulham, same amount of games, four points behind. Brentford, one game in hand, five points behind. Liverpool, seven points behind, two games in hand. Chelsea, a game in hand, and eight points behind. Uh, man, I feel like Brighton definitely could. Fulham, uh, maybe I don't know. They're they're on one. I just I don't see any way that Tottenham goes up from here. Yeah, it seems like things are just going down. Yeah, it feels like everything's kind of getting piled on. It would literally take Harry Kane to just hard carry. Yeah, yeah. Which what else is new about that club? Yeah, that's true. It would take a uh, Newcastle to just never keep scoring more than one goal a game, too. That would also help. I don't know. I have a I have a feeling that Tottenham will finish sixth, but I don't know who will finish ahead of them. If I had gun to my head, had to bet, I think I might go Fulham. I just I don't know. I think I'm just mesmerized by Fulham. I lo- I like love this squad. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Maybe. Yeah, but your Brighton boys, they can they can make it happen. They too. could, they could. What do we got next? Here's two teams that won't finish above Tottenham <laughs> in any in any way, shape, or form. Southampton versus Wolves, another one which I predicted you correctly. Did. I went for the draw. You went for the Wolves win. 
I know wolves. And you right? got the double. You got the dub Ws. W. W for Wolves, shout out Big Plumber Joe. Oh, oh, he's on a burner now. He's he's really hype. He's telling us not to jinx it, but yet he's sitting there saying, we are staying up. He's chanting it. Yep. It's unbelievable. Yep. That's it's right. like Sam bragging about Arsenal winning the league, and then if we mention it, he's like, hey, stop. <laughs> it's like, all right. See, the funny thing is, you won't find me on record once saying Arsenal's <laughs> going to win the league. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, like. It's like that. Yes. Um, That's why it's so ridiculous. Wolves, a lot of possession early, but Southampton press kind of making it hard in midfield for Wolves. They didn't look too sharp early. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought I, it was pretty even start to the game. Yeah, I, I would say that, uh, you know, given how Wolves midfield has looked the last couple of games, I didn't expect Southampton to really uh, play as well as they did in that uh part of the park but i i feel like their their new signings are really actually kind of solid don't yeah. you feel that way yeah i think so i it, think this kamaladine guy is like not really really good but i think he's good yeah he definitely uh bumps it up a level he kind of reminds me of like st maximin at newcastle when newcastle were really bad and yeah like this guy's just better a, than everyone a step ahead of everyone yeah I think Alcaraz is pretty solid so far. He he ends up scoring a goal this game, which you don't really expect, but yeah. uh, you know, kind of in just like ball winning scenarios and stuff. I feel like he's pretty good. Um, yeah, I I think uh, this is another ref moment. Holy ref moment! Lamina already on a yellow, just walking to the ref, not saying anything. Is the third guy walking to the ref? So the ref feels. Because he's the third guy. And this was the justification given because there are already people there. And then he started walking. He gets another yellow. I mean, that's... It seems like there there must have been something that was said because he wasn't even... But that's the, the ref wasn't looking at Lamina coming in towards him. That's the thing, though, is apparently nothing was said. The players say it, yeah. and I'm pretty sure the ref said it, too. I don't know. I mean, if nothing was said, then it's ridiculous. But if something was said, then I think it's... Even I, then, I don't have a problem with it. That's I mean, crazy. when you're on a yellow, you, you especially can't be when he didn't, smack talking the ref. Especially he didn't even do uh, commit the foul. Yeah, he was complaining about a prior A prior incident. Uh, yeah, where he thought he got fouled, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't so know. The, I the thought ultimate, it was funny. The ultimate revenge game... For Lamina and Short. Yeah, that's <laughs> why I thought it was funny. He sent off. <laughs> the Southampton fans were just mugging him off. Um, now, what's funny, and it's in a sadistic way, is the fact that this wolf side going down to 10 men, in the words of Nathan Jones, was an advantage for Wolves. Hey, of all the great footballing <laughs> minds, Nathan Jones, definitely one of them. Okay. Of one of the former Premier League managers, uh who has been sacked. Nathan Jones is one of them. He's also one of those, yes. Uh, Southampton in control, not great in attack. Their passing was just blech. It, it was, it's kind of like Fulham against uh, Forrest early on in that game, where it's just like you kind of pass around and then you eventually send a cross in, and it's like, what are you doing? Um, yeah. It made no sense how they, how they got worse. Yeah. Bednarek had a chance and fired it right into the defense before half. And it was funny because it wasn't like your typical when a team gets a man sent off and they just sit back. 
Mm-hmm. Like wolves were just playing like regular wolves. Yeah. <laughs> That's what... like, uh, how are you? This is a bad sign for Mr. <laughs> uh, Lamina. <laughs> they they play the exact same and they actually look kind of better. Uh, goes in the halftime, 1-0 Southampton. Second half, almost doubled the lead, Southampton that is, uh, off a back pass, but Sa sweeps it off the foot of Suleiman. 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 Very close. Max Kilman bailed out. Um, How about that diving header from Sulemana? That was great. That, that form I was like, just immaculate. I like this guy. I wanted that to go in so bad. I want. I think Southampton, whether they go down or stay up, I think if they go down, they're primed to like run the championship next year if they keep these guys. Even if you sell like Ward Prowse and stuff, and you bring in some like championship tier midfielders, if you have a guy like Sulemana down there, how many times have we seen it? it? Just like keeps you afloat. If you have like one good attack guy down there, yeah, I guess I. I don't know if they'll be able to hang on to him, but well, we'll see. Um. Yeah, what else did we have? Uh, James Ward Prowse free kick chance wasted. Uh, but Wolves start kind of building some possession around the 65th minute, and the Wolves score on an own goal. It's the man who Saints fans hate, Jan Bednarak. He trashed the club, saying he wants bigger and better aspirations. So he goes to Villa on loan, doesn't play, comes back to Southampton, immediately concedes an own goal when they're in a relegation fight. <laughs> Refuses to elaborate, leaves. It was really just great because he couldn't clear his feet or like sort his feet out. Yeah, it, it was, was uh, just the most naff moment it was I, comical. <laughs> I've ever seen. It was comical. Uh, Wolves counterattack chance, uh, but pass is too far for Sarabia. And then... We get the goal. Southampton turned the ball over, kind of in midfield, a little closer to their own. Two end. two Southampton players running, running into, into each, each other. other. Very nice. Joao Gomez, the new signing for Wolves. I think he's a teenager. He's like 21. They recently yeah. just got him uh, out of Brazil. A uh, little giveaway. But he, he like dangled around it, flicked it up over a guy, and then ripped it up for 90. Yeah. It's very nice. And then Southampton kind of go out with a whimper as they have a free kick chance at the end, but it wasn't really put to good use. Finishes 2-1 Wolves. Great bounce back character win for Wolves. It's enough to see Nathan Jones sacked After from Southampton. After nine games. I mean, it, it's it's unlucky for him, the fact that he used up all his wins in cup games, one of which was beating Man City. <laughs> uh, but what are you going to do? I mean, the guy had... Very odd tactics and kind of a... Personality. <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't really seem real. Philosophy. Yeah, it, I think it was a fever dream. Nathan Jones. Nathan Jones is just a figment well, of our imagination. Well, they said as soon as he came in and kind of pitched ideas, the players were like just not just not vibing with it, I guess. It's, and I guess the only person that you'd really think about that would have an input to where it mattered be more with Prowse. So yeah. assuming he came in and pitched some ideas and Ward Prowse was like, yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then he's like, no, I'm going to sign Luton Town players to come play for us. You see, James, I could have been in the coal mines in Wales <laughs> with a nice Welsh woman. And when the team, the opposing team goes down to 10 men, it's their advantage. It's their advantage. I don't think he, he didn't get a point at, at home. No. Yeah, and I think they had, I think they had six of nine home games, yeah. or at least five of nine. I know they had the majority of home games. No, he could not. 
get it going. What a legend. What a legend. What a weirdo. Such a weirdo. We need more weirdos. Except you got to win a little bit more. So you don't yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was. It brought me back to seeing uh, the shortest stints, and it was. Oh gosh, who was it? It wasn't De Boer, which I thought it would have been De Boer, but it wasn't him. But I guess De Boer was six games, seven games. Is seven games? I thought it was seven. He went zero and seven with zero goals. Yeah, that. But guy, there, there was someone. Frauds. There was someone before him, and it was only like forty-four days. I was like, wow, wow. You know who made the list was uh, your guy, um, Bob Bradley. Bob Bradley Swansea. Let's go. <laughs> I thought he was there longer than like two months. Brad Bobley, the original Jesse Marsh. Yeah, the bald Jesse Marsh. He tried, He went with the bald move too soon. Yeah, exactly. Premier League wasn't ready for that. And speaking of Southampton, while we're on the, the manager talk, heavily linked to Jesse Marsh. Yeah. But then they said, Hey, we can only offer you a six-month contract. Which is really weird. I feel like Marsh would be, even if you went down, you'd want Marsh in the championship. I feel like he'd be fine down there. Yeah. Uh, and he kept Wolves up. I think what's weird, Wolves, you mean Leeds? Leeds, sorry, yeah. I think what was they weird about Wolves. that is people were like, oh, this is shambolic because like uh, Southampton apparently was tracking him for their like seven years. And yeah. it's like, but they have a whole new board, so it's like, what does that even matter? That's true. I think it's just shambolic, the fact that you paid like nine mil for Nate Jones. That's absurd. That's like you might as well have thrown nine mil at Pochettino for seven months, been like, hey, here's this. Come coach our team for a bit. Looting town, sitting pretty. Yeah. Laughing all the way to the bank. Hey, they're sitting in fourth. Maybe they'll bring Nathan Jones Bring back. it back. Probably not. They're like, no, we're good. Thank that guy's insane. No, we're thank you. Thank you. We're lucky we got here with them. New phone, who dis? Um, moving on, staying with the South Coast team, Bournemouth, Newcastle, the furthest travel uh, for match. I like it. For Newcastle. Coast to coast. Yeah. The north to south. You know why else I like this game? Because it fell right into our predictions of a 1-1. How about that? Man, we, we were, were on this, this week. We were... Killing. You know, sometimes we get them. We sometimes get them. we're on a burner. Sometimes we look like idiots, but hey. Not this one. We're no Nathan Jones. <laughs> yeah, starting off, Bournemouth, I thought they were looking pretty good, actually. They they showed some good energy, and that's something that they've showed at home more often than on the road, for sure. Also helps having big Dom Solanke back. He had a chance 13 minutes in, uh, putting a header into the bottom corner. Pope getting a hand to it. And they opened up the scoring in the 30th minute. Sanessi popping up at the back post after flick on from Mr. Dango. Yeah. You love to see it. He's, he's there. Uh, it's honestly a really good routine. Um, and the ball from Traore. You know, I feel, yeah. and that's the thing about like Southampton and Bournemouth, where it's like they'll probably go down, but I like some of these guys they brought in. They look good. Yeah. Yeah. Traore, I liked him. The, the delivery on that one was really nice. Um, yeah, he's all right. He's all right. <laughs> Harry McGuigger. <laughs> <laughs> Newcastle didn't have a whole lot going. 
but they did get the equalizer just before halftime. Hitting on the break, long staff shot rebounds to Miggy Elmeron, draws level just before halftime. That's a real gut punch to Bournemouth, who played really well in the first half. Yeah, I thought Newcastle just really not able to get in the right spots and attack, really not able to have any line-breaking passes and stuff, and they're just not making the right runs. Um, I thought that St. Maximin was really Newcastle's only good first player, uh, good player in the first half, rather. Um, but, you know, they do they do have this uh, kind of quick break where St. Maximin finds Longstaff who shoots, and then the rebound obviously goes to Almiron and stuff, but... That that's tough. That's tough for Bournemouth. They weren't really ever caught out. They did a good job not getting caught out, and then the one time they do, once you know it, they get punished. Yeah, goes in a halftime. One one second half, not a whole lot of action. I mean, Newcastle looked better in the second half for sure. Yeah. Well, they, that first one was uh, for Longstaff, who could have passed, should have passed. Instead, he just kept walking in and then shot and went right at Neto. Yeah. Neto spilling it, making a little nervy moment. Oh yeah, that one too, where he like got crashed into. That was that was tough. Mm-hmm. I was just happy to see Saint Maximin out there. Always puts a smile on my face. Yeah, yeah. Newcastle had more possession and they looked better. Bournemouth dropped off in the second half, uh, but neither team finding the breakthrough goal chance in the 90th minute. Dom Solanke. Has a chance cleared off the line by Trippier. Trippier. I don't know. I always want to say Trippier. Trippier. And it was about as close as you can get. That was insane. He, like, touched it, and it went virtually, like, straight up. It, it was still kind of rolling back a bit. Yeah. I oof. I didn't see the official, like, far goal line technology thing, but uh, the ball had to be at least, like, 75% over the line. Oh, 100%. It was probably, like, 90%. <laughs> it was crazy. Great clearance. Finishes... One, one. Good point for Bournemouth. Newcastle, another draw. They've kind of been in a little bit of a draw. It's one of those, th- honestly, one of those results where you go in and it's like it looks bad on paper and it looks bad coming out of it. But if you watch the game, they easily could have lost this and not got a point at all. That's they, true. They, for chunks, they got outplayed by Bournemouth, I thought. Yeah. And Bournemouth, you're thinking... I mean, they're getting draws, but you need some you wins need some at some wins. point. But that and that one definitely going in for Bournemouth, you wouldn't have thought you get the win, but it's, you're sitting there and you got to be kicking yourself somewhat not getting a win there, yeah. say the least. Yeah, playing as well as they did. Moving on to the next game Leeds. Leeds, 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 Leeds. With a recently fired. Head coach of Jesse Marsh. Yeah, what's their Manchester new what's United. their new manager's name? I it's one of those where like I'll see it and I'll be like, Oh yeah, but I can I can never remember it off the top of my head. I don't think it says in here. I thought it does at the bottom. No. No, but you just reminded me Leeds still have Joel Robles. Oh uh, yeah, man. Wow, you really can't get the list of a manager? That's absurd. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um yeah, Leeds kind of started off buzzing early. You know, Somerville had a good chance, but took United a while to kind of grow into the game as they kind of slowed it down a bit. Yeah. They did not look very good. Leeds were pressing super hard and just, like, flying yeah. into tackles. Oh, yeah. That was pretty funny. 
Man U is about to go goon squad too. There's another almost fight. Yeah. In this one, we didn't even talk about in the Bournemouth game. There's the shoving between uh, Dan Byrne and Lerma. <laughs> but Lerma, Mister Walking Yellow Card. Yeah. Uh, no, United I thought did a good job in this one. You almost just have to try and suck the life out of Ellen Road. Yeah. That's like the, your main thing that you're concerned about is if leads are pressing and kind of creating some chances and stuff. The crowd hyping him up is really going to The crowd the was, was going freaking nuts the start of that game. They were so invested. As always. And the players were just using that energy. Feeding. Making every run depressing hard. What are your thoughts on uh, McKinney so far? I think he's been decent. Yeah. Nothing too great, but he does add you know a bit of steel in the midfield. Yeah, physical presence. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where I I'm always somewhat disappointed in him because I feel like he should do a bit more in attack than he is capable of. But yeah, if you just go in there knowing that he's kind of, in a sense, a shit house kind of player where he's going to go in with some Brexit tackles. Yeah, then you know what you're not going to be disappointed, and he can come through for your uh, expectations. And I feel like that kind of fits into the Leeds philosophy. You know, mm-hmm. they like guys like that. Yeah. You don't have to be the most technical technical, but you know, give the effort run. Put in a hundred percent, yeah. Put in a shift as Sam would say. Put in a shift. Um just before halftime scramble in the United box, Somerville nearly gets the opener. And then a mistake from my guy Verber <laughs> needs to one on one for Bruno with the keeper, but Melier makes a stop, goes into halftime, nil nil. Second Would half. You, before we move on, yes. uh, no, I'll just do it at then. You finish finish the game. I'll I'll talk to you at then. Second half, United looked better. Uh, they were in more control. Looked a little uh, more confident on the ball. Made some substitutions. Dello had a shot ripping from distance off the crossbar. Somerville had another chance, saved by De Gea. The the kick save. That was mm-hmm. a nice one. Yes. And then at the other end, just a couple of minutes later, Rashford gets another goal. The man cannot be stopped. Luke Shaw playing a nice ball into the Is box. Is there a reason he's rumored to the biggest club in the world, Arsenal, right now? What? You didn't see that? No, I didn't oh, see it's, that. Oh, it's a rumor that Arsenal are really going to push for him in the summer, yeah, which I don't okay. know why. I don't know why Who would United would. Yeah, <laughs> he's finally back to doing what he can do. Now we let him move. Yeah, exactly. So we can bring in He's overcome Anthony. his terrible form, and now... Now we can unleash Anthony. Exactly. Lispinny boy. Lispinny boy. Oh, yeah. And then Garnacho, the sub, doubles the lead with a nice run down the left, shoots in off the near post. Really nice shot there. Yeah, rough game for him last time out against Leeds. Bounces back with a goal this game. Nice to see. Nice to see for the young ma- lad. Yeah. Uh, disappointing for Leeds. I thought they showed good energy in the first half. They just that's kind of how they were couldn't get the goal. Start the year too. Pat, Pat Bamford is get about is a bomb. Get about, get about town. The man's got a first touch like a lead foot. Was Pat Bamford in that uh, comp you're reading about Danny Ings and Chris Wood? <laughs> oh man, they probably would have thrown him in there. And that's when you say Danny Ings. It's better than this. I guarantee if you took a popular opinion poll 
that people would rate Patrick Bamford above those guys. There's no way. Even though there's, there's no, no justification. I don't, think so. I don't think so. People don't, you know, it takes a long time for people to change their opinions. Yeah, I suppose. I, I feel like it's been long enough. It's like, oh, yeah, didn't like, he have a guy? He had a great season. He had a 15-goal like, year three years three ago. Three years ago, yeah. Uh, I was going to say about United, it's one of those things because Rashford's popping off. Obviously, Casemiro's impact has been massive. Mm-hmm. I think we're back to Bruno playing really well. Yeah. He's doing a lot of the kind of more nitty-gritty stuff, so you don't see as much of it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's kind of going under the radar because, I mean, if you had to pick, pick a player for United's player of the year, you'd probably go Rashford just because of how informed he is and stuff right now. Yeah, 100%. And then you might have to consider probably Casemiro second because once they got him in, it was night and day. But Bruno, I just feel like he's kind of getting back to you know what he was. And it, he was doing that right before the uh, the World Cup, and he carried in the World Cup. And I feel like he's kind of got his swagger back a bit. Yeah, Definitely helps when you have some help better players. You. <laughs> some help behind you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to work with. I would say so. When he's not having to play, like, just outside of his own box. Yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, good win for United away from home. And moving on to the next match. The second game on Sunday. City. Manchester City versus Aston Villa. This one was all Man City. And it was all Man City early. Yeah. Guy Rodri with a header early. Um, which was I felt like it was right at Martinez. Not an easy save, I'm saying, but it was it was savable. Yeah. yeah. That's your top three keeper in the world according to <laughs> FIFA Club uh whatchamacallit there, like prestigious awards. Uh <laughs> <laughs> um, <sighs> Gunda one playing through uh, Martinez saves. I mean, they're really there's something about Villa's defense that's uh, very leaky at the moment. Yeah. After Villa had it going for a while, now it's like ooh, ooh, not the best. It's, um, yeah, it's definitely not the best. Grealish almost had a very dirty first time volley off a corner. Uh, Holland. Getting a chance off a corner, cleared away. People really on Holland's case about not scoring enough these days. God, I guess getting 25 goals by January, February is not enough for people these days. Absolutely nuts. Maybe maybe he makes them worse. It's <laughs> an interesting impression. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's people who hate on Erling Holland in Man City. Uh, amazing. Kevin De Bruyne run, and uh, Grealish, good shot, but saved by Martinez. I'm just impressed by it. They're really getting Grealish going now. Yeah. They had to get Cancelo out of there so Grealish could just so he could emerge. Fair enough. Um, yeah, and then City get their second goal. Holland like, just covers an immense amount of space in like, the shortest amount of time possible. He looks so fast, it's like not even real. He waits for help, slides it over to Gendouan for a 2-0. The back post people reminiscing how is the goal against Villa last year to uh close it out mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the year and then right before half Grealish brought down again Man City players looking for penalties but what are you gonna do uh Mara slots it for three nil yeah that contact was minimal 
to say the least. What are you going to do, Villa? Maybe you shouldn't be putting yourself in this situation. That's true. Uh, so it goes 3-0, and then Man City working some Rodri chances. Martinez really had a busy day today. Um, but And Man City were just virtually sharp almost the whole day. But giveaway in midfield leads to Watkins in on goal, and he converts. Ollie Watkins makes it 1-3. to yeah, who would have guessed it that Villa would score a goal in this game? What are you gonna do? You know, Ollie Watkins. He's well on his way to twenty goals, like I predicted at the beginning of the year. If he didn't have Steven Gerrard to handicap him, <laughs> his goal should be times one point five at this point. Um Man City counterattack leading the Grealish dime for Alvarez, but the header was blocked off the line. Um Villa, you know, got some pity chances in the last like ten minutes or so. And Mara's had just possibly the shank of the year uh, to close it out. Perfect chance to score. Did nothing. Then we have your guy, the Chicago's own, Mr. – is it John Duran or what? what is – how do you say that? I think it is John. I hate – why is it J-H-O-N? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's I hate weird. your name, guy. But John Duran with an absolute blast off the bar. Um, other than that. That was it. That's three it. one city taking care of business. Plenty of chances throughout for honestly both sides, but you know, Villa's defense just really not on point today. Yeah, they got a ways to go. And I think City are kinda starting to get it rolling after they fell down for a little bit. We're stumbling. Oh, isn't it funny? Cities start picking up form when they start playing Gundawan more. Yeah. I don't That's know. what I've been saying. You gotta play this guy. He just unlocks everything the offense the, the defense eight. he is he should be playing every single game and i don't know why he doesn't sometimes because he just makes city a different team and i hate to say it but you know they're well on their way to the title charge yeah but if you consider this about united second half of the year we're doing a title charge title charge we beat leeds Elden road <laughs> Marcus Rashford. It's over. We're back. Oh, we're back. It's over. We're back. Oh, on to the Monday game, the Merseyside Derby. Wow. This might be the worst one ever. It, it reminded me of like a good, I don't know, eight years ago when both teams were just like mediocre. Eight years ago? I don't know. You know. Maybe. Like twenty like twenty sixteen or something. Twenty thirteen? The Everton had okay, that, that one was year like ten years ago. Yeah, well, that Everton said like Lukaku, Morales, and uh, they were still hanging around like fifth and sixth. Yeah, maybe when if Everton you're thinking, like finished above Liverpool. If you're thinking like right before Klopp, then maybe. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this one Liver Liverpool. Their shape looked better this game, I guess. Mm-hmm. Again, but a lot of hoofball to start. A lot and then of they hoofball. and then they started to link up eventually, uh, getting some passes together. Yeah, we're getting that Sean Dyche hoofball, and they they even threw in uh, Sims. They're like Ellis Sims, Mapa, you well, suck. Well, yeah, I mean, what else are you gonna do? Calvert Lewin used all his good health to play against Arsenal. Yep, he he channeled it for one game and one game only, and he played amazing. Yeah, um, big Gakpo chance headed wide. Uh. Everton I mean, had a chance from a corner of Tarkovsky. Yeah. Back post header hitting the post. And then the counterattack. The counterattack. The two goal swing the if there ever end. was one. Hit through Sala. That's some misfortune for Everton. 
Yeah, Pickford kind of misreading. Thought it'd go really far. It ended up going only kind of far, and then uh, yeah. saw that it happened. Got kind of stuck in no man's land. I mean, both teams didn't look very good in possession. No, whatsoever. that's being kind. A lot of giveaways. It was a brutal game to watch. It was hard on my eyes. Um, Halftime goes in 1-0. Second half, Liverpool at a second. They break quickly. And Trent Alexander-Arnold's deflected pass falls to Kodu Gakpo at the back post. Scores his first goal in the Liverpool colors. Wow. Kodu Gakpo, welcome to Liverpool. Our guy Darwin Habibi. Yeah, he got in there. He didn't score, but he got in there. He got in. He, you know, made Pickford make a save. I just can't wait for next year when he's unleashed. Yeah. Because he can't start it this year. He has to wait a whole year. Yeah, exactly. Why waste it on this year? Uh, Second half, I mean, Everton really had nothing going. The first half, they at least had, like, the hoof ball. Yeah. The second half, it was just nothing. Yeah, this gave me... A lot less face than uh, Daesh keeping him up. Yeah, they had a chance through Tom Davis coming in, but his back post header sailed over the bar. And then there was some good meme content as Jordan Pickford and Andy Robertson have a little coming together. And then there's a further scuffle after the yeah, teammates I, get involved. Yeah, I... I thought it was kind of funny, and then I saw Liverpool people clowning Everton. It's like you shit housing Everton. What what yeah, world cool. do we live in? Not cool. Not even not cool. Like you sit there and talk about how great Klopp and your squad has been and all they've accomplished, and then you're sitting here and Everton's 18th and you're 10th, and yeah. you're uh, yeah shit housery, epic shit housery, bro. Congratulations. Lay epic troll Liverpool. Yeah. Big ups. I, I just thought it was funny that the scuffle came after, like, Pickford and Robertson came together, and then yeah. they were kind of laughing it out, and then everyone else came, and then they started pushing each other. Yeah. <laughs> Made no sense. Uh, Mo Salah had a chance just before the end of the game, but Mo Salah has been not very good this year. Trash. Finishes 2-0. It was a Merseyside derby. It was one of them. Was Just like Nathan Jones was a Premier League manager, he was one of them. This was yeah. one of the Merseyside derbies. Yeah. Um, All right, so that wraps it up this week. <laughs> Catch you again next week. Last game of the week. It was the biggest, the biggest kahuna that there ever was. Arsenal, City. Uh Honestly, started off really well for Arsenal. Arsenal controlling the flow of the game. Really had most of the attack going. Um, I thought that their wide play was well. They were working City. Um, yeah, I thought it was, like, it was looking pretty good. Yeah, it, it was looking like it was going to go nice for them. Um, throughout this game, again, with the missing Jesus, and Katia had a few chances in this one and just really did not take them. Yeah, definitely should have scored at least one of them. Yeah. And City really, they didn't look very good at the first half. No, I think Pep got his tactics not completely wrong, but they weren't that great. They were quite wrong. (laughs) Yeah, they were definitely uh, not correct. Uh, Tomiyasu, back pass, intercepted by De Bruyne. De Bruyne with the chip. 1-0 City. I've cursed Tomiyasu by getting his jersey. Oh, 
Yeah, you did. The Rob holding Tomiyasu curse. Well, you know, all my guys eventually end up on the bench. <laughs> right. Um, Tyranny. Yes. Uh, Arsenal. Burn Leno, keeper kid. Arsenal. Get it back, though, right before half the penalty. I thought it was really strange because normally they don't call that. Not to say it's not a penalty, but normally yeah. that's, like, never called when you dribble past the keeper and the keeper, like, doesn't really run into you. Like, he was just kind of there posted, but the way that Nketiah dribbled it, it, was, it wasn't really around him. It was strange. I think but, it 100% comes down to the fact that it was called on the field. Yeah, I suppose. There's no overturning it because it's not a clear, obvious error. Yeah. Uh, Saka slots after Hedarsson points where he wants him to shoot it and then doesn't dive that way because he's a smiley face neck tattoo man. <laughs> um, yeah, nice mind games. Yeah. Not. Goes in halftime one, one second half. Holland draws the penalty but is off. Um. That was that. That was a big break for Arsenal there. Yeah. Um, Arsenal had possession in this one, but it definitely wasn't as uh, cutting edge as the first half in attack. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there was there was like very little in terms of the ball in the final third, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of hanging around midfield more. Man City quick passing sequence leads to Gucci Grealish for two to one. Will win the ball back. It's just too easy. Short, short, quick passes. Yeah, I felt like Arsenal's back line in this game was a bit just out of sorts enough to where it threw him off. Because why? The way Holland was being played on in some of these scenarios, it's like, yeah. why? Where, where are you doing? Um, and then unlucky on the deflection is I think it was Tomiyasu like kind of deflected it. Was it Tomiyasu or was it Gabriel? They uh, looked the same to me. Yeah, very similar. Uh, tough one for Jocko. We talked about his form dropping earlier in the podcast. Just like walking it up. I think he really wanted to pass, but City played him to pass in that situation, and he wasn't quite ready to shoot, mm-hmm. and it never opened, so then he went to shoot, and by that time it was too late and it got blocked. Yeah. Um, which is weird because I feel like when Jaka does shoot, it is like where he's walking into the ball and then he just blasts it from like the edge of the box. Mm-hmm. But what are you going to do? Uh, and then Gindawan to Kevin De Bruyne, who again was played through because Arsenal's back line was out of sorts, who slides over to Holland. Um, and Holland slots it far post 3-1. Only real chance of note to close the game, Eddie and Ketia had a weird like kind of glancing header that went wide. Um it's a tough one for Arsenal. I feel like they didn't play that bad to lose 3-1. Maybe to lose 2-1, but or maybe 3-2, but they could have easily drawn this game too. One has shocked me, but yeah, they it didn't, really came down to finishing. wasn't all that spectacular. They didn't get dominated. They just gave up easy chances. And then in attack, they just were very lackluster, lackluster. compared to what they had been. And, you know, going into this game, no Thomas Partey, you're thinking, oh, God. But really, Jorginho, Jorginho did was the great probably job. one of their better players this game. Yeah. Yeah, he held it together. Definitely. Yeah, it, it was just the back line didn't look very sharp. So we sit here. Man City technically atop the lead. Arsenal have a game in hand. Um, United third, Newcastle fourth. Uh, 
It's really still a two-team race. I, people can sit there and talk about United all they want. I don't see it, but what do I know? No, I I think City has all the momentum now, and they've. it seems like they're clicking. It's because this, this Pep villain arc is hilarious. Did you see what he said about Gerard this week? Yeah, he, he said... Uh, How is it our fault that Steven that Gerrard slipped? Yeah. He's not even. He wasn't even at the club, and he's just like defending Man City, saying, "How is it our fault, Jarrett?" So that is so funny. That is insanely funny to drop that. You know what else I want to address? What? All of this damn. Oh, Arsenal! They've already won the title. Oh, we can't Pat catch up that? to him. Everyone, literally everyone, everyone gawking over Arsenal, and it's like. It feels so disingenuous, and it's like. To be fair, there's so there's many. some profe- professional anti-jinxers. There's there are a lot of Arsenal people that were uh, getting a bit a bit too excited to say the well, least. Well, I wasn't one of them. I know you I've weren't. I kept but my there feet were, on the ground. Did you see that one tweet that went viral? Of it was like "Merry Christmas, everyone," and the guy wearing a white T-shirt with the table, and it had Arsenal at the top. Yeah. Some like famous Arsenal fan on the internet. It's like, all right, this is why these bad things happen, unfortunately. Well, I'm just sick of Pep trying to play the like the the underdog, the plucky yeah. man city, <laughs> bruh, bruh. That, Bro, they just that, had Jao Cancelo stolen from them. That's illegal. That's just illegal. Stolen that's from a them. Crime they have to play Rico humanity. Lewis now, bruh. Let's get to some predictions. Yeah. Uh, Let's I see just, if we can stay hot. Yeah. There's a couple I feel really good about this week. Let us. All right. Villa Park, we have Villa, Arsenal. Ask Sam last night about this if he was feeling good. I I don't know. I was feeling good about Villa. Now their defense, I'm, I'm questionable about it, but uh, I don't know. We'll February see Arsenal's defense. Arsenal, dude. Def- Arsenal's, Arsenal's attack hasn't been that great, but, you know, it, they could be Arsenal. a good rebound game against Villa, especially if, you know, Arsenal aren't really super crazy in terms of, like, pressing and stuff, but if Villa are trying to build out of the back, they can make mistakes easily, and Arsenal can kind of do their little quick build-up play. I'll say that Arsenal grab it 2-1, to one, but I don't feel great. I'm going to say 2-2. Two, two. Okay. Brentford Palace at the G-Tech Community Stadium. Uh, Brentford, hot. They're rolling. Palace, mm-hmm. hanging in there, but it's really a detriment uh, to their... Well, detriment is not the right word. They're... Their attack is being kind of carried by the rest of the team, uh, the keeping and defense. Yeah. I f- could see this be a slight drop-off game for Brentford, but I really don't have faith in Palace scoring, so I'm going to go with a 1-0 Brentford victory. I'm still digging Brentford. I think uh, 2-0. Okay. Brighton-Fulham at the Amex. Fulham away. Not as good as Fulham at home, but still not bad. Brighton, they've been clicking. This may be the battle for who passes Tottenham in the long run. Yeah. Brighton haven't impressed me as much the last week or two, but mm-hmm. they're they've, still... They've been a little little drop-off mm-hmm. in their form. I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw. I wouldn't be surprised if Brighton won, but I'm going to go 1-1 draw. And so I feel in my gut. I'm going to say 2-1 Fulham. Really? Yeah. Okay. Willian. 
William. Back on the score sheet. I, lo- I, lo- I just love both midfields for these sides, Brighton and Fulham. We'll yeah. see if Caicedo's getting back out there and stuff. They're working them. We'll see. It's funny. If you said before the season, like, oh, this will be a good game to watch. Yeah. Like, what? Hilarious. No. Uh, definitely interesting. Chelsea, Southampton at the bridge. This has Chelsea loss written all over it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> the interim manager I, for Southampton coming in. I, I will. No, the Southampton fans don't even believe. This is all the makings in the world for the Celeste guy who no one's, no one's heard of. To just... Us against the world. Yes, I'm telling you, Southampton are plus nine hundred to win. What? If Chelsea have won one game in nine games. What do you mean plus nine hundred? Hammer those odds. What? I get Southampton are bad. They still have talented guys. Can I entice you more in this plus nine hundred, Sam? Do you yeah. know who's not playing tomorrow? Who's not playing tomorrow? Thiago Silva rest. Okay. Reese James rest. Oh, easy money, babe. I feel like found those odds. Found those odds. It, is this not just Southampton have three chances and they score two of them and they win two to one? Two one. That's what I was thinking. Two one. I I just don't what. This what will is really Chelsea prove done? If we're fraudulent or not? I just don't know. This is either Southampton wins two one or this is the game for whatever reason. Chelsea actually take their chances and they win like seven nil. There's <laughs> yeah, just true. no. There's like no the game in between. Norwich. Yeah, there's no like Chelsea just win this two nil. There's this is they smoke them or they just get absolutely clowned by Southampton. Yeah, I like that take. I'll go with the seven nil Chelsea. You go with the Southampton and we'll cover our bases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two one. <laughs> Everton leads six-pointer. I feel like this one's kind of tough to call, but I like leads in this one. After seeing what Everton had to offer in that Merseyside derby, I wasn't impressed. Yeah, you know, I... And I Leeds, thought Leeds played pretty well against Le- United. Leeds played well against United both games. Got a bit unfortunate. Uh, well, not really unfortunate. They might have got more fortunate in the first game than unfortunate in the second game, but... I I feel like if they bring the energy now, weirdly enough, Everton, this was their one win with Fat Frank at the beginning, where they won like three nil. It was like Donny Vandebeek had like a goal and two assists or something like that. It's just like a weird game. It's like what the heck. Um, I'm gonna go Leeds two nil, and I don't feel great about it because Leeds defense is still spooky there is the goodison factor too that kind of oh it's that goodison it's pulling me back oh oh never mind i th- i was thinking of the ellen road fixture last year and i thought this was at ellen road i'm stupid mm. um yeah no i i'm gonna go uh i'm gonna go one nil everton then oh man this is this is a really tough one to i'm call. so stu- i don't know what was going through my i thought it was at ellen road i i'm literally looking at the screen and giving the wrong prediction i'm gonna say one one okay forest city at the city ground dude let's go forest home <laughs> they can't be stopped at home They're yeah the best but people i'll tell you what people talking up man city maybe they drop points here come but- on forest if, if Forrest no win. Pull, no one pulls Sam's clips of saying Forrest is going to be the worst team ever. No, no. Only the best at home. If if Forrest win and Jay Lings is doing the, like, 
the TikTok dances, not even the J Link, so the like TikTok dances. He's doing like the gritty. Sam's gonna we're gonna have a YouTube short of Sam doing the gritty. I'm gonna record it, make him upload it. Yes, exactly. Uh with that said, Man City are winning this game three 0 Yeah, probably. I'll say two 0 City. Holland against the uh, anyone of their back three. Yeah. Their back four rather. Wolves Bournemouth. I feel so good about Wolves after I just said Wolves were disappointing because they lost to City. I'm on and the Wolves train, it. man. I am too with Sarabia. I like him. I think he's kind of the guy that they need to replace Mantinho, and it's opened up a lot of avenues for him. Unfortunately, I saw a tweet, and it was a picture of Raul Neto training, and it was like, Wolves tweeted out, and it was like the hard eye emojis. They're like, he's back. I'm, I I thought about <laughs> tweeting and saying, don't play him. Don't. Don't play him. Are we sure he should be playing? Stop. Who's he better than? Stop. Podence? No. Cunha? Yeah, but, no. But he, he does the tennis. Le dribbles, man. Le dribbles. <laughs> okay. He's a Very poor cool. man's Anthony. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I feel really good about Wolves, even though Bournemouth played a hell of a game last week, maybe getting it back. Chip, I'm going to go with a... 1-0 Wolves victory, or 2-0, uh, rather, Wolves victory. I'm going to say 3-0 Wolves. Oh, dude, I I feel so good about it, and that's why it scares me. Yeah, exactly. It shouldn't feel this good. Bournemouth, they got some sneaky talents, though. Yeah, you know, I, you know, Tavernier coming back last week, and, I mean, obviously Troy has been playing well. You don't want to get dangled. Don't you get dangled. Don't get dangled. That's on a T-shirt. <laughs> don't get dangled. Uh. Newcastle-Liverpool, this is the other game I feel great about this week. I just feel like Newcastle are always good on set pieces and with Trippier's ability to deliver the ball. Liverpool's defense at any place defending uh, set pieces is bad, especially on the road. They've been terrible. Yeah. At St. James's Park. Yeah, that is true. Uh, I'm going to go Liverpool comfortable 2-0 victory. Liverpool? Yes. <laughs> Uh, Newcastle. <laughs> I had to make sure you're still awake. <laughs> Liverpool. Liverpool. I'm going to say Newcastle 1-0. A little grind out. Okay. It's one of those where they should score a bunch, but Allison saves like four. Yeah, probably. United and Leicester at Old Trafford. Is this a... We're doing a title charge, and then Leicester mugs <laughs> off. <laughs> and then they go back to having no faith. And then United win like three in a row, and then they lose again. Perpetually convincing themselves they're in the title race when they're not. Uh, this is interesting. This is, I feel like this one's pretty tough to call, too. I don't... Of course you want to lean towards United, but... I'm, I'm going to have to. Well, no Casemiro, though. No Casemiro. Leicester played pretty well. I think I might time. have to go... I'm going to go 2-2 draw. Yeah, I was kind of leaning towards a 2-2 draw. I mean, I think Leicester played pretty well last game, but it was also exasperated by how bad Tottenham, their defense yeah. was. Um, I'm going to say 2-1 United. Okay. Tottenham, West Ham at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. West Ham been playing a lot better. Tottenham or... Huh? Feels like Tottenham always get wins against West Ham, except for the one time where Lancini came on and had a banger in like the ninety seventh minute. It seems like there's been a few games where West Ham has beat Tottenham, but Tottenham at home has been pretty good. 
I'm gonna grab I'm gonna grab West Ham on a cheeky one nil. I kinda like West Ham on a cheeky three two. Wow. We're grabbing West Ham this week, folks. Yeah. We're gonna go one of ten on predictions and this is gonna be the one that hits for no reason. So congratulations, West Ham fans. I hope we don't just completely flop after last week. We did so well. Well, I'm gonna have some major bets on Wolves in Newcastle. And I'm going to tell our good friend to sprinkle money on Southampton. <laughs> it, the odds are too insane. They for, are. For Chelsea's two best players to not play, plus 900. If you put $10 down, you win 90, 90 plus your 10 back. Yeah. <laughs> That's nuts. I would, yeah. It's worth. Throw a cheeky it's dollar. Worth for the, yeah. A dollar. You win 10 <laughs> bucks. $9 yes. in profits. Absolutely. All right, what's your predict? There's no Monday game. Is there? There's a. There's it's a not till next Friday. Friday right? yeah. yeah. Okay, we're good then. What's your uh, predictions for this? Well, I think Willian's going to score again. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm riding the Willian hand. What are the odds on Willian scoring again? Well, just because I gave a Bobby D Cordova one last week and it almost came to fruition, it was tantalizingly close. I'll I'll give one this week. Um. I'll give a real, real generic one. You ready? Mm-hmm. Brentford, I predict them to win 1-0. Their goal score is going to be a defender. I like that prediction. I, If you could bet money on that, <laughs> I'd, I'd hit that. I'd hit that. I'd hit that bet. Hammer that bet. You got to hammer that bet. We're just going to turn into like a super outlandish Premier betting, League yeah. betting show where we just talk like, yeah, like we're talking obscene. about college football or something. Yeah, pretty much. You got it. The the over under Jorginho tackles in this game right here. <laughs> he's it's set at two. I think that he's not gonna get close to that. Villa aren't gonna be in the middle of the park with the ball. No, I've seen Jorginho handle that ball. I mean, the way <laughs> he slides into that football, it's like nothing else. You give him the pigskin. <laughs> <laughs> He'll put that biscuit in the basket. Or it could Hammer be a hockey odds. one, and we're just doing Canadian accents. Yeah, uh, you know, I really like William. What he's been doing with the puck there, he's been really <laughs> circling around the defense and hitting on the forecheck. <laughs> Absolutely, as you're wearing a Canuck shirt. That's right, go Canucks, baby! The like worst we team in the damn league. Don't you even? <laughs> don't you even? My duckies are much worse than your Canuckies. Shout out, bad hockey team! <laughs> Woohoo! That is it. That's it. Until next time. Adios, mis amigos. Sayonara, mi toma fans.